Hey guys, Mike here for Hokey Hangover on behalf of the good folks over at Main Street Pharmacy. Former Downtown Blacksburg Business of the Year in 2019, Jeremy Counts and his staff at Main Street Pharmacy have you covered for all of your pharmaceutical needs. Medication, school supplies, you name it. Jeremy and his staff, family-owned business, they got you covered over at Main Street Pharmacy in Downtown Blacksburg. They've been a sponsor of our podcast since the beginning, going on five years now, and there's a reason why. They're extremely extremely reliable. They're good people. They're friends of ours, friends of the podcast. Head on over to Main Street Pharmacy, 301 South Main Street, downtown Blacksburg. Open Monday to Friday, 9 to 6, Saturday from 9 to noon. They're closed on Sundays. You can be reached at 540-605-7721. That's Main Street Pharmacy, 301 South Main Street in downtown Blacksburg. Hokie Hangover is proud to be sponsored by Homefield, the premium collegiate apparel brand in the United States. Based in Indianapolis, Homefield is committed to creating incredibly comfortable and officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs. Homefield puts in extra reps for each of the more than 150 colleges they highlight, discovering unique logos, mascots, and iconic moments to create the best look at your tailgate. Go to homefieldapparel.com and use the promo code BEAMERBALL to get 15% off your first order. Homefield makes online shopping so easy, even I can't screw it up. Again, use the promo code BEAMERBALL to get 15% off your first order and acquire blue chip collegiate apparel from Homefield, an official sponsor of Hokie Hangover. Hokie hangover, Ricky LeBlue. The Hokies are traveling to Piscataway, New Jersey to face the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Back-to-back Big Ten games. Virginia Tech fans could probably get used to that, right? Big Ten games more often, right? Um, Maybe? It w- I think it would be like consecutive Conference USA games. Or the Sun Belt. Anyway. I don't know, man. The Fun Belt, man. Nah, but for in all seriousness. Landing in the Big Ten would not be a bad a bad thing, but um, it's not always fun in games. Just ask Rutgers, who Virginia Tech has on the schedule this week. Uh, the Athletic did a really in-depth expose. Is not really quite the best word for it, but they did kind of a deep dive into the struggles that Rutgers has had since they've moved to the Big Ten. Uh, we addressed this before the season started, Greg Schiano has not had a lot of success in his second stint at Rutgers. Uh, this is very much a program that is kind of in like a perpetual rebuild, honestly. Um, it seems like no matter what kind of progress Schiano makes, Rutgers is never going to get out of the basement of the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, when Shiana was there the first time, they were in the Big East. They weren't in the Big Ten. And it was easier to win the old Big East or at least be competitive in the old Big East than it is in a Big Ten that features minimally the three of the top 12 programs in the sport right now. 
or at least three of the top 15, depending on what you think of Penn State. <laughs> but yeah. Mich- Michigan and Ohio State are in there. Penn State, too. And they're all in the same division. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's it's just tough. It's flat out tough. Rutgers is in a spot. You mentioned that they are in a uh, rebuild. Feels like they're in a perpetual rebuild because they're in the Big Ten. Uh, but this is a team that has bowl game aspirations. And when we talk about this game through the lens of Virginia Tech, we talk about this as a game that you need to win if you want to make a bowl game. Same could be said for Rutgers. Um, Rutgers has Iowa, Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan remaining on its schedule. This is a game you're going to want to try to win if you want to make a bowl game for Rutgers. You got two wins under your belt already, one of them being a conference win over Northwestern in the opener. That's probably going to be one of the worst teams in the Big Ten this year, so it's good they won that game in the opener. Beat Temple last Saturday, 36-7. to Rutgers has faced two anemic offenses. Uh, they have given up 14 total points. And the rushing defense for Rutgers is only giving up about 40 yards per game. So we know Virginia Tech's rushing issues. We've chronicled them at length. Rutgers is not yielding a lot of yards on the ground right now. You take it with a grain of salt. Those are two bad offenses that they've played, but Virginia Tech also has a bad offense. So who's to say that Virginia Tech's going to have a bunch, of, a bunch of success on the ground in this game? If Virginia Tech does, I think they may come out on the right side of this game on the road. This is a really important game for Rutgers. Um, Rutgers wants to make a bowl game. If Rutgers beats Virginia Tech, I think the path to getting to six is a lot more manageable. They still have Wagner on the schedule. Wisconsin looks a little bit up and down. That seems like a game that Rutgers could be competitive in, even though it is in Camp Randall. Michigan, Michigan State's got all sorts of problems. They right got all sorts, of, all sorts of issues. At IU is a winnable game. And then yep. we'll see what Maryland is at the very end of the schedule. There are not a lot of wins on the schedule for Rutgers, uh, but this could be a win uh, for them. It's almost going to have to be a win, in my opinion, if Rutgers wants to make a bowl game. Also, you can't tell me that I mean, as good as their defense might be, that Iowa's not a winnable game, given that that offense is as bad as Virginia Tech's offense is. If it turns into a low-scoring game with Iowa, uh, that game gets certainly a lot more interesting. That's for sure. Um, Iowa's offense is really bad. The fact they have to go on the road to Iowa makes that a tougher game at Kinnick. That's not an easy yeah. place to go play, but your points are well taken, especially if Rutgers Rutgers is defense. If they're game, then, you know, that could be a bit more competitive as well. Ricky, so, let's talk about the Rutgers offense, shall we? Yeah. Fire away. I wrote in my preseason preview that Gavin Wimsat was a bad quarterback and that Virginia Tech should have the, the edge in that quarterback matchup. My thoughts on Gavin Wimsat really haven't changed. <laughs> he's he's still not very good. Uh, my thoughts on Virginia Tech's quarterback situation uh, have not or are currently not in a good spot, considering Grant Wells is hurt. Uh, Kyron Drones was inconsistent in his one drive against Purdue, which happened to be the final drive of the game. Small sample size, probably not a fair sample size whatever yeah yeah i mean that's that's kind of the the the, one of the big issues with drones is that whether it be at baylor or at virginia tech we just haven't seen a lot of him to really get a good read on what we're what what we've got there and meaningful action yeah yeah so wimsat's completing 54 percent of his passes uh for a um 
7.2 yards per attempt, which isn't very good. Only two touchdowns to two games, but he has not turned it over. Um, he has run the ball a little bit, 17 carries for 57 and a rushing touchdown. The best part of this Rutgers offense is certainly going to be running back Kyle Monagai, who's averaging over five yards a carry. Uh, how We're not really familiar with that feeling, are we, Mike? No, we are more game with running for about half a yard per carry. <laughs> it's kind of our thing. That's how we that's how we do things down in Blacksburg, Virginia. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that this Rutgers offense um, has done well is convert on third down, which is something that we brought up in the recap of the Purdue game, which is Virginia Tech has struggled on third down this year. See, Kelly's healed the defense, no doubt. Yeah. And it, it makes you wonder is Rutgers going to find a little bit of success against this defense? And considering Virginia Tech was just okay against the run uh, when they faced Purdue, and considering they struggled um, against the run for Old Dominion in that game, it certainly feels like Rutgers is going to be able to move it a little bit in this one. I mean, flat out, if Virginia Tech doesn't stop the run in this game, they're going to lose. I just don't, I mean, let's take the offensive issues aside, right? You're going into this game with, at the very least, an unhealthy Grant Wells. We don't know if he's going to play or not yet. As we sit here recording this on Tuesday night, we have no idea, right? Yeah. Uh, If he plays, he's not going to be 100%. Allie Jennings is out. Yep. Jalen Lane is hobbled. We don't know if he's going to play. There are certainly some questions with the Virginia Tech offense going into this game. Virginia Tech can't run the ball. All that aside, if Virginia Tech does not stop the run this game and this turns into a ball control situation, low scoring, Vegas projects it to be low scoring, I have no reason to believe it won't be. Rutgers offense simply is not very good. But Rutgers is, they heavily skew their play calling towards running the football. They've rushed the ball 96 times as a team this year. They've thrown the ball 50 times, right? They're about two-thirds run through two games. They're going to run the ball. If Virginia Tech tackles like it did in the second half against Purdue against the run, I feel pretty good about Virginia Tech being in this game. If Virginia Tech tackles like it did in the first half against Purdue and for most of the game against Old Dominion against the run, I feel terrible about this game, uh, especially going on the road. Piscataway is not exactly a hornet's nest. Not too concerned about the crowd. There are a lot of New Jersey Hokies. There's going to be a gigantic Virginia Tech contingent in New Jersey for this game. Um, yeah. I think there will be a lot of Virginia Tech fans in attendance. I'm not worried about the road atmosphere necessarily. I'm just concerned about the product on the field. And Virginia Tech's defense, I think, has been fine through two games. I think we agreed on that in the Purdue recap. We, You asked me the astute question of how do you feel about the Virginia Tech defense through two games compared to preseason expectations. I don't think they're like – I think they pretty much like met expectations, right? I think they've been okay. I think they've certainly kept Virginia Tech in the first two games for sure. Virginia Tech's going to have to have a really good performance defensively. Maybe the best performance all year defensively. Not because Rutgers has a higher ceiling offensively than Purdue did, because I think Purdue's got a higher ceiling. I think they have the better quarterback. I think they, um, you know, they have a good rushing attack. Uh, Purdue, you know, with Graham Harrell, it's a modified air raid. He comes from the Mike Leach coaching tree, but you know, it's modified because they do run the ball more, right? We saw that in the game against Virginia Tech. 
I don't think Rutgers has a higher ceiling offensively, but I think because of the injuries to Virginia Tech's offense coming into the Rutgers game, the uncertainty on that side of the football, I think Virginia Tech's defense is going to have to have its best game of the season. Plus, it's the first road game of the year, right? So that that's in of itself is a whole different part of this. Virginia Tech's going to have to have its best performance of the year defensively. That's my opinion. Sometimes in football, uh, coaches say that that first road trip is where you really come together as a team because um, it is kind of a different atmosphere. You don't have the friendly confines of your own bed, your own locker room. Virginia Tech could really use that in this one. Um, they're they're kind of you know facing an invasion on all sides right now, right? They've got injuries across the board. Uh, questions at quarterback, um, a total lack of success in the running game, uh, a receiving core that is beat up, uh, an offensive line that is just, I mean, let's just call it what it is. That through two games, they've Dreadful. been made one of the worst units in tech history. Dreadful. The defense has been very inconsistent. Um, the secondary is banged up. They've got some inexperience at linebacker. So there's, there's a lot of things that are kind of converging right now on tech at once. And this would be a great time for this group to really rally and, and kind of overcome some of these issues. Rutgers is not very good. I mean, they're two and O, but they're not very good. So this isn't a game where Virginia Tech is like outmatched, like across the board, right? Like, nope. yeah, they're they're really struggling to run the football. But Rutgers is not a team that's that necessarily quote unquote should beat Virginia Tech, right? Rutgers is Rutgers is worse than Purdue. Probably. Rutgers is worse than Purdue. Hudson Card is, is the better quarterback of the two. Uh Burks for Purdue is a pretty pretty dynamic receiver yep um so is yasin um and that 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 defense uh i mean Rutgers defense is pretty good i think but the, the Rutgers probably has Rutgers probably has better defense than purdue yeah. i would say yeah yeah so but the the talent gap in this game is going to be either non-existent or very small meaning Virginia Tech certainly can win this football game, but they've got to start living up to expectations, particularly on the offensive line. Uh, they, they've they got to be better, just flat out, no question about it. They've got to find some stability at quarterback. I don't know what that answer is. I don't know if it's a 80% Grant Wells or if it's 100% Kyron Drones. They've got to get off the field on third down. They've got to continue to take care of the football like they did against Old Dominion and not so much like they did against Purdue. they got to continue to not shoot themselves in the foot with penalties, which we've given them uh, justified praise through two games and being much more disciplined in that part of the game. Way better than last year. Yeah, the, the, the operation of the offense has been smoother this year in terms of getting the play in, uh, guys being on the same cadence, right? Like all that stuff's been been pretty good. They're playing pretty disciplined on defense uh, in terms of penalties. So Virginia Tech can win this game. This is they're they're currently seven point dogs. 
uh, and we'll make our picks later. But this is certainly not an unwinnable game. I would classify this as a toss-up. Yeah, no, it's a toss-up. I mean, this is a kind of game we talked about it being the kind of game Rutgers needs to make a bowl game. We've chronicled at length that this is the type of game Virginia Tech needs to win to make a bowl game. It's an important game to win in year two of a rebuild going on the road. It's a winnable game against a Power 5 opponent. What more can you ask for? And I know Virginia Tech's injury situation isn't the best, but what are you going to do, right? What are you going to do? We talked about before the season started that it was really important for Virginia Tech to at least go 2-2 two and two in the first four games. 3-1 and one was preferred, obviously. Uh, but I think it's extremely important that they get one of this and Marshall. Yeah. Uh, very, very important for their hopes of going bowling. Well, I'm going to put it to you this way. You can't get to two and two without winning the second one. You can't get to three and one without winning the second one. Feels like a hell of a time to win a second one. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Feels like a hell of a time to win a second one. Uh, flat out, you know, it needs to be better running the football. I hate to just harp on this as much as we did in the recap. But of, it's so of, of it's, the Purdue it game. was so dreadful against it, Purdue. It was so bad, man. Like it was eleven. I mean, you cannot understate how poorly you have to be offensively to rush the ball for eleven yards. Eleven yards. Yeah. Eleven yards. I Ricky, we're gonna end this podcast. You're going to stand up, you're going to walk across your room, <laughs> and you're going to rush the ball for as much as Virginia Tech did on Saturday. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. I'm going to stand um, up. I'm in my basement. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to walk over there. I'm going to turn the light off. <laughs> and that's going to be further than Virginia Tech rushed on Saturday against Purdue. It needs to be better. It needs to be better. When you put it in that context, it's, it's truly unbelievable that Virginia Tech only rushed the ball for 11 yards. I think that's one of the best things you've ever said on this podcast. I mean, it's, this is year five. I mean, it's I mean, it's just <laughs> baffling how bad it was. Mm. I mean, yes. Rutgers. I mean, Rutgers is giving up forty yards per game rushing. They played Temple and Northwestern. Neither offense is one you're going to ride home about, right? But either is Virginia Tech's. And when you put it in this context, Ricky. 40 yards per game that Rutgers is giving up, that would be four times the amount of rushing yards Virginia Tech had on Saturday against Purdue. <laughs> or X. <laughs> Literally. That's um, a 200% improvement. <laughs> so, Rutgers has Michigan, a road trip to Michigan after this. Any any possibility that this Rutgers is kind of a trap game for the, for the Scarlet Knights? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think so. I mean, I especially so. with them being favorites, Rutgers is looking ahead to that big one in the big house. Um, it's a non-conference game. Rutgers is seeing this as a winnable game. Yeah, I wonder if there's any chance they're going to be looking ahead for that. Um, I mean, me and ask- even if they are, even if they are, is Virginia Tech good enough to take advantage of that? I don't know. I mean, I, I would hope so. If Virginia Tech plays its best game, I think the answer is probably yes. 
I think the answer actually, if Virginia Tech plays its best game and Rutgers is looking ahead and playing sloppy, I think the answer is definitely yes. Right. Cause I think that, you know, Virginia Tech wins the game in that scenario. Um, okay. So we shouldn't have to rely on a mediocre opponent to be looking ahead to win a football game, but here we are. So there are 133 teams in FBS mm-hmm. this year. Um, can you guess where Virginia Tech ranks in total offense the two games? 122nd? Not quite that bad. One, 110. 110. Okay. Do they break the top 100 at the end of the season? I mean, if they don't, I said this on the season preview. Like, if they don't, Tech's going to go like, Three and nine, four and eight. The margins are, th- I mean, the margins are real thin here to this go. I mean, this is not, from a talent standpoint, this is not a three win team that Virginia Tech's fielding from a talent standpoint. It's not. It's not. Anything Especially less than five if they wins. Can get healthy on app receiver. For sure. Anything less than five wins is just a complete and utter failure of coaching. Injuries aside, right? If they're key injuries at key positions, right? We've already had one with Ali Jennings. He's going to be out for a bit. You know, Virginia Tech has some key injuries in the secondary, stuff like that. Maybe we assess this a little bit differently. Said that on the preview too, right? That the the records, like, show me what the wins and losses are and show me the circumstances. If Virginia Tech is not making a bowl game, we have to know why, right? Yeah. I still feel that way. There's nothing that there's nothing that happened against Purdue that makes me think really a whole lot differently about this team. We know that we knew this was a flawed team coming in. The 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 rushing obviously the eleven yards rushing is is a huge concern, right? The fact that it's been that bad running the football is a concern through two games. But as far as like the team being flawed and team being uneven in terms of play and the fact that Virginia Tech lost that game against Purdue by seven, despite rushing the ball for eleven yards tells you that at least the talent level has been raised a bit compared in comparison to last year. I think that, you know, through two games, there's nothing I've seen that makes me think that this team still can't win five or six games. It's just been very uneven performances in both the, both things we've seen so far. We'll see what this Rutgers game brings, but I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure they're going to get into the top 100. To be quite honest with you, yeah. Um, let me ask you this: So, Virginia, the, the the Commonwealth has added a few FBS teams in recent years. Yeah, um, Liberty's gone up. ODU came up several, almost like a decade ago. James Madison uh, comes to mind, obviously. Um, uh, a lot was made about Brent Pry calling Virginia Tech the flagship program in the Commonwealth. And I think he's right from just an overall brand fundraising yeah. F- yeah, fan yeah. base perspective. I, I I think he's correct. I mean, Virginia Tech's the best. The Virginia Tech's the best football brand in Virginia. But James Madison's the best team. Yeah, yeah, undisputedly. Uh, I was I was looking at the uh, 
offensive rankings because I wanted to read off some of the programs that have a better offense than Virginia Tech. And uh, James Madison is 58th in the country uh, in, in, in total offense. Uh, other I mean, program... Virginia, Virginia Tech does not want that smoke right now. I know no, fans, no, fans are going to listen. Nope. <laughs> Fans nope. are going to listen to this, and they're going to be screaming at, nope. at us for saying that. Virginia Tech does not want that smoke right now. Nope. No, you don't. James Madison did not play the best game against UVA on Saturday. They still won. <laughs> like, so teams, Tech doesn't want that smoke. Teams that have a better offense than Virginia Tech include James Madison, Georgia State, Louisiana Tech, UTSA, UTSA's South, offense has taken a gigantic step back this year, too, so that's pretty troubling. South Alabama, North Texas, uh, UTEP. Um, God, NC State's 92nd through two games. Jacksonville State. NC State got that ass beat by Notre Dame. Texas, Texas State, FIU, UMass. Miami of Ohio and Central Michigan. Team that is not ahead of Virginia Tech in total offense. The Rick Stock still led Middle Tennessee. Yeah. Not not going well over there. Real bad. Yeah. Um I think Virginia Tech will win this game. If they have a defensive score. I think we're I think we're reaching that point with the offense that until we see market improvement where it, it's going to Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season the winner of Survivor 45 D Vyadaris will be joining us every week We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments the how and the why things happen and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me a Survivor winner Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Take a defensive score or a special team score to flip the script and get this done. I'm not sure I agree. Well, okay. I agree with your overall premise about the offense being so bad. It needs additional help. I agree with the overall premise. Um, and I agree that, you know, if Virginia Tech gets that, I think they win the game. I agree with that, too, I guess. I don't think that absolutely needs to happen for Virginia Tech to win, though. Because I think if Virginia Tech stops the run, I think Rutgers is going to have trouble scoring. This passing game's just not very good. Yeah, that's fair. Big if. Big, big if. Virginia Tech's run defense has been mediocre through two games. Some good, some bad. I don't think it's a must. I think your point's well taken in terms of how poor the offense has been and a defensive score would certainly help. I think if Virginia Tech gets a defensive score and still finds a way to lose, that would be impressive given what Rutgers <laughs> is fielding offensively. It would be impressive. Yeah. It would mean the defense probably didn't have a very good day, which that would open up a whole new set of questions for us because I've been pretty impressed with Virginia Tech's ability defensively to make adjustments on the fly in the game. I have been. I think on I think, what on what side of the ball? Defensively. Okay. De- defensively with with Chris Marv. Cuz this is really Chris Marv's. I know Chris Marv was technically a defensive coordinator last year. This is his first year 
as like the the guy. And I know Price. Yeah. I'm sure Pry had a hand from week one to week two trying to clean up the run. And we saw the run fits were a lot better last week, even though Purdue had some success running the football. It did look better for Virginia Tech. Purdue had to try a little bit harder. They have a better offensive line and stuff like that. And a better try, running back. And a better running back. And they had to try a little bit harder to to run the ball than Old Dominion did. So I think there was improvement there. And I do think Virginia Tech's defense played a lot better in the second half of that Purdue game than they did in the first half. And that's encouraging too in terms of making adjustments and stuff like that. So that that's those are good signs. If Virginia Tech has trouble stopping the run in this game, it's going to be a long afternoon. I think Rutgers can sit on the ball here. Uh, I don't think Rutgers has a good enough passing game where if Virginia Tech stops the run, Rutgers is going to find a way to throw the ball to win. They haven't proved that against Northwestern and Temple. Northwestern's got a mediocre defense. Temple's got a not very good defense. So we'll see. It's a decidedly we'll see. Uh, Virginia Tech's got its own set of concerns injury-wise. We'll see what happens at quarterback. This could end up, you know, we could end up looking back at this as being a really impactful game in terms of Brent Pry's tenure. I know it sounds ridiculous. No, what? I don't. I don't think it sounds 13, ridiculous. I looked that way. In. I looked at it that way with the Purdue game. Yeah, I think Virginia it's an important Tech, game. Virginia Tech has still not beaten a Power Five non-conference opponent since 2017, and they haven't done it at home since 2009. Neither of those those records are good. No, and. And the latter one, I know they haven't played a lot of like, they haven't played a lot of non-conference Power Five competition at home, but they've had their chances. Yep. Yes, they have. They've had their chances. It hasn't been a ton of. It's a small. It's like less than a. It's like what a five or six game sample size. But regardless, it's not good. I mean, it's not good. I was in high school when that happened. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, uh, last thing I'll say before we move on to. Uh, picks for the week going over total offense uh, in the FBS. Um, the worst offense in FBS, Sam Houston State. Uh, Michael, what, what do we know about Sam Houston State? It's commandeered by Colonel Brad Cornelson. <laughs> I thought our listeners might get a kick out of that. Any uh, any last items before we move on to picks for the week? We don't have to stress any more than we already have the importance of winning this game for Virginia Tech. So, correct. Um, I'll start. Do we want to skip the Bethune Cookman game with Miami? It, I, yeah, I, I don't I, see I, a spread. No, no. I, I the only thing I want to say is Miami was really impressive against Texas A and M. Is yes. all I want to say. Explosive yeah. offensively, really good defensively, especially in the second half. Xavier, Just really impressive. Xavier Restrepo makes a huge difference for that offense. Yeah, uh, I think David Hale put together the numbers for Van Dyke when Restrepo is on the field, as opposed to when he's not on the field, and it's like a, he's a different quarterback. Um, yeah. Just really impressed by Miami, man. That was that. Just we'll see what that means moving forward with A and M and what they end up being and what Miami ends up being. But that's a signature win in year two for Crystal Ball. There's a chance these two teams are playing in the same conference in a few years. Virginia and Maryland 
at uh, at Maryland. This is a seven o'clock kick Friday night on FS1. Maryland at two and zero, Virginia at zero and two, coming off an emotional game at home in Scott Stadium. Maryland's a fourteen and a half point favorite. A uh, little tag of Iloa is kind of uneven to start the year, but it seems like Maryland's going to be the better team in this one. Terps, Lamb, Terps. Yeah, I'm not sure what Virginia's record against the, the spread's going to be this year, but I don't think it'll be very good. I want to see who Virginia's going to start at quarterback. It's Tony Muskett's back healthy, but Anthony Calandria was pretty impressive last I, week against James Madison, the freshman. He was good. Yeah, I, I think they might be better off just playing the freshman, quite honestly. Noon kick on ABC. The uh, playoff bound, potentially, Florida State Seminoles taking on Boston College. Uh, FSU is 26-point road favorites. This, is this the red bandana game? It is. It is. And my, Is uh, that going to make a difference? <laughs> think what I said on the Week 2 recap on my ACC pod, Rick. I'm not sure if you... I, I know you're a listener. I'm not sure if you listened to it yet, but I think what I, I said was... I haven't listened to it yet. Okay. I think what I said was Florida State might be wearing the red bandanas. So... uh. It was just an early look ahead, right? Because Scott was inspecting some of the lines uh, earlier this week. Yeah, get, get lay them with Florida State. I mean, I've seen nothing out of Boston College. Your boy Halfley is toast, Rick. He's toast. I mean, I and this is just BC almost lost a Holy Cross. Probably should have lost a Holy Cross. Uh, Holy yeah. Cross's quarterback fumbled on the final drive of that game after a weather delay. One of the most ill-timed weather delays of all time. Holy Cross was like driving down to score weather delay comes out of the weather delay fumbles and BC holds on 31 28 this Boston college team's real bad Florida state lamb 26 I don't care how many points it is lamb the red bandana game does kind of change the atmosphere uh the, the the BC fans do show up for that game they show up once a year and it just happens to be um this game against Florida State they're not going to go home very happy Florida State's going to win this game Florida State's the real deal on both sides of the ball. I'll take the Knolls. Noon kick on the Big Ten Network uh, at Luke Soil. Uh, Louisville and Indiana. Louisville's 2-0. Jack Plummer has been kind of inconsistent as well. He's got four touchdowns and three picks. But Jamari Thrash is uh, a problem at receiver. Um, Louisville's 10-point favorites, Michael. Louisville. I'm going to take Indiana. Okay. Um, I just, I'm, I'm not a believer in plumber just yet at quarterback. Uh, Wake forest makes the trip to the incredibly difficult Hornets nest. That is SB Ballard stadium in my neck of the woods. Uh, Wake's two and O old dominion coming off the win last week against Lafayette. Uh, Wake 13 and a half point favorites. I'm going to take wake forest to cover this on the road. I am going to take Wake Forest as well, but if that gets outside of 14, give me Old Dominion. Yeah, I think that might be a, a fair point. That spread could move a little bit. As we get closer, uh, we're, we can skip the VMI-NC State game, but I will say that uh, Brennan Armstrong's been very disappointing in his first two starts with NC State. Offensive line's bad. Yeah. Virginia yeah. Tech would love to have NC State's offensive line, though, so I digress. Continue. Fair enough. I think we'd also like to have Brennan Armstrong. Uh, three, oh, three, would we? 3.30 three 
on ESPN. This is in Chapel Hill. Minnesota is coming to North Carolina. Uh, Carolina seven and a half point favorites at home. Mm, weird line there. Ski Yuma, baby. Give me Minnesota. Oh, God, I think I'm taking Minnesota too. Minnesota's <laughs> going to try to run the ball here. And Minnesota's rushing attack is missing something without Mo Ibrahim. But I think Minnesota can get back on track here. North Carolina, really unimpressive defensively against App State after a really good opener. Yeah, Drake May has not had a good start to the year either. Mm-hmm. Um, things are not going well for the ACC player of the year favorite. Uh, another 330 kick on the AC network. Uh, two academic schools, two schools that may not be playing Power 5 football in 10 years, Northwestern and Duke. I say that, but Mike Elko is doing a hell of a job uh, in Durham. Um, Riley Leonard has been pretty good uh, at quarterback. Duke is ranked, um, especially after that week one upset against Clemson. 18 and a half points is a lot, but Northwestern is bad. So I'll take Duke. Northwestern does their hazing off the field. Duke does their hazing <laughs> on it. Give me the Blue Devils. Love that. Uh, 7.30 SEC Network, Georgia Tech at Ole Miss. 19 and a half point favorites are the Rebs. It's a lot of points. It is. And it's at home. Give me Ole Miss. Jackson Dart's been really good for Ole Miss so far. Uh, I don't think this game is going to be very competitive, but I think Georgia Tech can cover nineteen and a half. So maybe backdoor it. Maybe backdoor it. I don't. Th- I don't find this game to be competitive at all. I think this is like a seventeen to twenty-four point game for the duration. But yeah, give give me uh give me Georgia Tech to cover. NBC, Syracuse, Purdue. Purdue's coming off the win against the Hokies. Syracuse actually favored on the road. Uh, can you explain that line, please? Because it doesn't make sense to me. It stinks. The line stinks. I, I'm taking taking Purdue, man. I'm just going to lean in and take Syracuse. Line doesn't make any sense. But I'm actually really on the road? interested. You're going to take Syracuse on the road? I bet the number's not the teams, baby. All right. Uh, I'm actually really interested to watch. That's one of the games I'm like real intrigued by just because tech obviously plays Syracuse later in the schedule. Tech just saw Purdue. I'm actually really interested in this game this weekend because it's a light slate for the ACC for not only the ACC, it's a pretty light slate across college football this weekend, but it's a game that has some Virginia tech intrigue to it. So I'm going to keep an eye on this one. Absolutely. Uh, awesome to see these two teams playing each other. Seven 30 on ABC Pittsburgh at West Virginia. Uh, Pittsburgh coming off that loss against Cincinnati, but I think West Virginia is really on the brink uh, with Neil Brown running the show. Man, uh, this is a rivalry game. Pitt is favored. I guess I'm going to take the Panthers with the upset. Well, I guess not really. But, so pick them basically. I mean yeah. West Virginia. So West Virginia looked okay in the opener against Penn State. Uh, it didn't look quite as bad as I thought. I'll tell you what, man. If you're Neil Brown and you don't want to get fired, it's a good winning, game to win. <laughs> this is this is this would be a good game to win in Morgantown. 
home crowd, home crowd, hostile home crowd. I am going to take West Virginia. I was really underwhelmed by Pittsburgh in the Cincinnati game. Went back and watched it, and my God, the <laughs> rushing defense was awful in that game. Awful. And West Virginia has a good running back, C.J. Donaldson. I think Pittsburgh doesn't clean it up, man. This could, this could be interesting. Pitt's offense is really bad, too. So if West Virginia is as game defensively as they were, in the Penn State opener, especially with how West Virginia's defense played in the first half of that game, I think I think the Mountaineers have a really good chance here. So give me West Virginia. Oh, the over/under on that's fifty, so it could mm-hmm. be a bit of a rock fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, prime time on the ACC Network, Florida Atlantic making the trip to mm. the dying dynasty that is Clemson. Um, it kind of feels like Clemson is like a star that's burning out. Like in the in the galaxy, like they're just they're kind of dying a slow death. Um, yeah, twenty four point favorites with how bad that offense has looked. Yeah, and they were only up twenty four to. They were down at one point on Saturday against Charleston Southern. They were down seventeen to seven. Yep, they won that game sixty three to seventeen. So they scored a lot of points after that. But I just haven't been impressed with how Clemson has looked, and. 24 is a lot. This has a lot of backdoor cover potential for Clemson. Where, you know, maybe they don't deserve to cover, but they do, you know, second half, you know, maybe another ugly start and they kind of get the train back on the tracks. I think I'm just going to hold my nose and lay the points with Clemson here. Just from a talent discrepancy standpoint. Yeah, I guess I'm going to take Tigers as well. Um, I mean, I don't feel great about it. That's no, no, I don't. I wouldn't either. Yeah. Good thing. I don't actually bet these games. <laughs> That's true. But your boy does. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's got to be the degenerate here. That's correct. Three thirty on the big 10 network. Um, Virginia tech playing a conference, sorry, non-conference game against Rutgers Rutgers. So this line was, wasn't it three points to start? The opening line for opened Rutgers. it opened it three or three and a half depending on where you were looking, and that line has jumped to seven. Uh, over under this game is thirty nine and a half. <laughs> um, so if you were to bet the over under on this game, would you bet the over? No, no, no. I too many questions of Virginia Tech's offense from a health standpoint. Plus the run, running game issues, health aside, really bad. Rutgers is a one-dimensional offense. At least they haven't proven through two games that they can throw the football. And Virginia Tech's been good enough against the run that I could see this being an under game. I could see this being like 13-6 to six or something. Interesting. And I think Rutgers' defense is good enough to hold Virginia Tech down. Shocking. All right, well, the spread's at seven. What you got? There's a lot more certainty with Rutgers. Unfortunately, there's a lot, just a lot more certainty, you know, uh, Rutgers is good at one thing and that's running the football and they can't throw it well, but we know they have a good running defense. At least it looks that way because of who they played so far, but we know Virginia tech, unless a miracle happens, is not going to just turn it on for one week, right? Against probably the best rush defense they've seen so far. 
potentially. Uh, I think I think I'm going to take Virginia Tech to cover. I think Rutgers wins. I just think there's more certainty there. Rutgers at home. Running game's good. Virginia Tech's rush defense has been kind of mediocre, up and down. In a game like this where the offense isn't expected to score a lot of points, I think the defense has to be really good all day. I really, truly believe Virginia Tech's defense needs to play its best game on Saturday so far. And so I'm going to take Rutgers to win. I think Virginia Tech covers. I think it's going to be ugly. A lot of punts. A lot of punts. I mean, 17-13? Something like that? Or Yeah. I mean, even, even like 20... Hell, 21-17 is an under game, right? Is it 39 and a half? Mm-hmm. 20, I mean, I could see, you know, 21-17 might be a lot of scoring for this game. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna take Virginia Tech to cover, but Rutgers to win. Hmm. Sadly, I agree with you. Um, I picked this as a loss before the season started. Uh, but I also, um, no, excuse me. No, sorry. I, I misspoke. I, I picked this as a win cause I predicted the Purdue loss. Um, but given, given Wells's regression in the Purdue game, it makes me a lot less pleased with the growth I saw against old dominion. Virginia Tech is, again, one of the worst offenses at running the football in the country. You need to run the football on the road to win games. Um, that's, flat out. Flat yeah. out. I, I still think that Virginia Tech needs to score on defense or special teams to, to win this one. But you can't bank on that. So... Seven is a lot of points to cover. I don't think Rutgers covers that. I think this is going to be close uh, all, all all day long. A lot of punts, probably a couple turnovers. Uh, one team is probably going to have at least two turnovers in this game. I'd almost would rather see Kyron Drones play from start to finish. Yeah. Um, that way, if he's, if he's not the guy, Grant Wells can come back at when he's healthy against Marshall. Uh, and if drones plays well, maybe he's the guy again in that game next week. So give me Rutgers final score. Uh, 17, 14. I, I, I don't foresee a lot of scoring drives in this game. No. Um, so I don't think you're going to see a lot of field goals. So give me 17-14. Virginia Tech loses but covers the 7.5 and, and the under hits. It gives us plenty to talk about in the recap. I'm going to try very hard <laughs> to um, to not get you know all doom and gloom on this podcast. I know I've been criticized for that before. But we're off to a bad start. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I'd say. We're, we're off to a bad start. Yeah. Um, 
long season, right? A lot of games to go. Um, but like you said, Michael, this is if you want if you want to accomplish your season goal, which is to make a bowl game. This is one of those ones you got to pick up. Absolutely. And if Virginia Tech can go on the road into a Power Five, uh, a Power Five stadium, albeit Rutgers, but a Power Five stadium against a Power Five team, a Power Five team that's two and zero, pick up a win. All of a sudden, you say, "Okay, we've got a a road trip to Marshall. We have a chance to win that game and get to three and one." And you feel real, you feel pretty good about your chances to make a bowl game after going three and one in the first four. But um, you lose this game, and then you lose next week to Marshall, and you're one and three. And you look at Pitt that's coming up, Florida State coming up, Wake Forest. I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> yeah. Got to win this game. Yeah. It, it, it's very important. And um, another, another game that can also have more value than just the win in the, in the, in the standings. Definitely beating, beating power five teams matters. Banged you're not going to beat everyone that you play, but you got to win some of these games. Banged up morale booster, not going in at full health. On the road, Power 5 team. Win ugly. Find yeah. a way. Find a way. This doesn't have to be pretty. Nope. Find a way. Nope. Find a way. If Get- they if, if they set football back three decades, I can live with it. If it means that you walk out of there with a win. Put one in the column on the left. That's all that we're... <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else you got for the for the fans out there, Mikey? I don't think so. I think we're good. Uh, make sure you go to Main Street Pharmacy when you're in Blacksburg. Uh, next next time you're there, which will be Pitts in a couple weeks, um, make sure you uh, go look at the fine folks at Homefield Apparel. Um, make sure you use the promo code BeamerBall. Support the podcast. We're pre- we are very appreciative of both of those amazing uh, partners for Hokie Hangover. Go follow Mike, Mike McDaniel SI. Go follow myself at Ricky the Blue. You can read all my stuff for free there. Uh, go follow Andrew Alex Radio um, and tweet at him. Um, tell him about like how bad his golf game is. I don't know. Just 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 start trolling him. Something. Yeah, yeah, something. Uh, we'll be back after the Rutgers game. Hopefully, it's going to be a cheerier pod than it has been this week. But we will see how it goes. Until then, go hook.